balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've got a seven-year-old and I'm a 47-year-old and he's just learning to skateboard and I was a skateboarder since 1980. He had been begging me all week to prove to him that I could do a kickflip because he really hasn't seen daddy be an active guy. You know, I do all that at work and when I come home, I'm exhausted. This weekend, I had to haul a whole bunch of pallets to the back of the house because I was using them for projects and stuff. And all of a sudden, I'm outside skateboarding with my son and I'm doing kickflips and other tricks I haven't done in 20 years. And I'm like, this isn't me. This is who I used to be, but this isn't me. Maybe I need to change my language now. You know, this is me. What I have been for a while has not been the real me. So it's amazing what the body can do when it's fed the right thing, you know. It just can heal itself. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code KATE. Freedom or free stuff. You only get to choose one. Call 888-673-1450. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Just don't wear the ribbon. Who do you think you are? Put the ribbon on. Hey, Cedric, Bob, this guy won't wear a ribbon. Who? Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? going to be? Are you going to wear the ribbon? No, never. But I'm wearing the ribbon. He's wearing the ribbon. We are all wearing the ribbon. So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. Oh, I love Seinfeld. Do you guys remember that? Everybody was wearing the AIDS ribbon, right? And, uh, And of course, in today's world, it's the mask. He's wearing the mask. She's wearing the mask. I'm an American. I don't have to wear it. And that's exactly right. Uh, You are an American. It's time to act like it. Uh, We have enough sheep going on here, you know. A big thank you to Dr. Sean Brooks for coming on. And uh, his uh, show, again, is American Education FM. And then, of course, Chris Ann Hall talking about Biden's new um, King Dictate. He opened the scroll and let everyone know what he'll be doing to them next. And... uh, You know, guys, I I hope we all realize that 500 shots later and uh, we don't recognize who we are and maybe we're changed from within. I just we have to fight for this right now. I I can't even imagine getting to that point and getting to the point where they could ever get away with any of this. Um, So uh, I have Jonathan Dunn from Ireland. How are you? Top of the morning to you. Top of the, I love your accent. I do. I think it's so cool. Um, I, Jonathan and I both had shows on The Blaze, and we got to know each other, and we messaged a lot, and it was really fun because I got to know this guy with the big heart, and he loves this country, and I love that. I just love that. I think it's really cool, um, and I, 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 I guess my first question is, how did that happen? I mean, it's not like every Irishman understands what we have here. So how did this happen for you, Jonathan? So growing up, I'm, I'm going to show my age here, but um, I was in Ireland back then when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal to, to go anywhere. It was mm-hmm. a big deal for like me to travel to England, which is like 90 miles off our coast. So <laughs> if you kind of imagine this young kid who doesn't quite fit in and he's the annoying kid, you know, right. we all know those annoying kids where sure. like you kind of go, this is the way life is. This mm-hmm. is the way this life is. And I'd be like, 
I haven't got a clue. That doesn't seem right to me. But right. And eventually I'd be that annoying kid and they go, okay, genius. Okay, you have all the answers. You're this kid. Tell me what it was. And I could never answer the question. Mm-hmm. So I got really lucky. Um, my grandparents' family emigrated, so they're all Americans. And I got really lucky when I was about seven or eight that we came over to Clearwater, Florida. Mm-hmm. So imagine this kid who's never really been in this bubble of, right. you know, in a country of like 3.5 million people. It's mm-hmm. tiny compared mm-hmm. to, you know, a land of America. And he goes, transport them where it's cold, it's rainy, it's miserable. You only have this little circle of people and you put them into Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> I and I just, imagine. I fell in love. I fell in love. The minute, I can still visualise as, I'm, as I, I was on a British Airways flight, I got into Tampa and just seeing the, the, the doors open and I can feel it as I'm just closing my eyes now, this waft of warm air. And I was like, what is this? I, I heat. This is amazing. Because Ireland doesn't have, like when it gets hot in Ireland, it's like 70. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. when you get to 90 and 100, it's, that's <laughs> heaven for me. Other people are like, no, it's too hot. I loved it. So I got to spend there. I think we were like there for three, four weeks. And I got to love your country. I fell in love with your, you know, yeah. your culture. I fell in love with this, you know, again, an Irish guy who was Our sort place of seen. Is 150, 150 degrees. You're going to love I know. that. But no, it's a dry heat. I love when people say that to me. It's a, no, it's hot. It's <laughs> yeah. Hot. It's so awesome. I love it. But I got to, you know, I uh-huh. saw all these different sports. I saw baseball. I saw hockey. I saw basketball. I just sure. loved it. Got to see the culture. I got to see beautiful women with gorgeous accents. I know everyone loves about my accent, but right, your right, accents right. over here are beautiful and just stunning. And I just fell in love with the culture and this idea of, again, being an Irish person, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't see many people of other races. Right. I saw Bill Cosby and I grew up idolising Bill Cosby and the Cosby show because that was America to me. I know that's, that's changed, funny. obviously, because yeah. of his, you know, what he's done now, but or whether he's done it or not. But I don't even know if I believe all that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. But that's, you know, there's mm-hmm. questions there. But that's, he was like the story yeah, of him. And then I icon. went over to America and like the first thing, you know, on the Sunday we went and, you know, you hear all, you know, hear about racism now, but like I didn't grow up with that because I grew up and we went to the church. And then after the church, we went to like this big diner where it was a buffet. Mm-hmm. Never saw a buffet in Ireland. This is great. You know, you mean I can go up and get a second plate of food? <laughs> yes. And it's the same price. Let me in. There's a, pro- there's a reason I'm a big boy, right? So, but you went with different people. Like uh-huh. you saw black people, you saw Asian right, people, right. you saw white people. So then the, I go, get to go over like three, four times and I'm just in love yeah. with your country. It was like, I love it. And we all got it. along, by the way. I oh, just absolutely. want to mention, yeah, get along just fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And that was the thing, like, yeah. you know, you had white people sitting with black people. Yeah. And this idea of modern day racism, it wasn't, exi- or what I saw, I'm sure, there are some racism. There's racism around the world everywhere. There's, I see it. Yeah. But Select few. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, minor, it's vast, vast minority, right? But I fell in love with the country. And I was mm. like, this is a country I love. When going back to that kid that was annoying, it was like, well, what's the answer? The internet, as I became a teenager, became something. And I was able to research and I was like, you know what? I love America. I just want to know more about it. I want to know everything. Right. And I started there. I was like, I want to live there. I, want, I, I should know. For somewhere I want to live, I should know the history. And then I found the Constitution and I found the Declaration of Independence. And every day I was like, I've, as this journey of education, of self-education, I'm kind of going, that doesn't make sense, but I'm going to go read about that. Read mm. the Federalist Papers, read the Anti-Federalist Papers, read different books, read people like Mark Levin and Glenn Beck and different stories. Listen to mm-hmm. people. Listen, I was a big fan of sure. Glenn Beck on his show when he was on Fox. Sure. Listening about George Soros and just learning all this education. Understanding, listening to Mark Levin talk about the Constitution, like, you know, he was on at six o'clock Eastern. I'd listen to a show, I'd stay up or I'd listen to the podcast and I all this knowledge and I was all of a sudden I was like you know when you were asking me what doesn't seem right I'm like here's the answer individual liberty leave people alone that government doesn't give rights it doesn't take rights it protects these rights and this is the quintessential idea of America and I've seen your country been eroded from within and I'm like this needs to stop right, because right. there is nowhere else like I, my lifelong dream I have one dream I mm-hmm. want to be an American 
That's all I want. Wow. I want to have that dream to, there is no greater honor, you know, to say, I'm an American legally, not illegally. I'll never do things. I'm always mm-hmm. above the book. Mm-hmm. I'll never do a go illegally. Right. I'll never overstay my visa. I'll never do anything. Everything I do is above the book. But that's my honor. That's my dream. But I've seen everything that I know about America change, even something simple. And sometimes the people on the right as well have to embrace that. They've there been reconditioned. So like one simple example, and I always say talk to immigrants, the American dream. Sure. What's my American dream? I want to live in America. I want to be an American, a legal citizen. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I want to succeed and fail on my own merit. But the thing is, that's not the average American dream. Because it's been transformed from within with the progressives, with mm-hmm. FDR. The American dream all of a sudden for the first hundred plus years was leave me alone, mind your business, which used to be on your currency. The idea of individual liberty changed from FDR to I want right. a house, a car and a garage to put it in. It's become so materialistic. Right. We need to stop on the surface level. Yeah, it's nice having nice things. It's nice having a nice car. I'm not saying it's well, not. Well, even entitlement. Now yeah. it's I'm owed this. Yeah. We've jumped the shark. Yeah. But also this idea (laughs) of just leaving people alone Mm. and just working for it. But like we have to understand that the messaging has changed and we I'm so passionate about it. We need to start changing the narrative and sharing the history. This idea, I find it repulsive. Like I am the biggest George Washington fanboy. If when they start coming after him, like they're coming after Jefferson and all these stuff, you cannot are they perfect? No. Right. But they change things. They wrote things. We can learn from them. The idea of America has always been, hey, you've got this great idea, great, you know what? I'm going to take it and I'm going to approve upon it. I'm going to build something. Because this is the idea of America. You don't understand your culture and how amazing your people are. And I always use this example because even though people, some people will go, I don't like him. JFK. Mm, your like people JFK. are so uh, optimistic, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's only one country that this statement will work in and it's America. Right. By the end of this decade, we're going to the moon. Why? Because it's optimistic. Mm-hmm. It's forward thinking. It's a visionary idea. Now, in, am I saying in 1963, everyone heard that by the end of this decade, we're going to the moon was like, yes. I'm sure a lot of people went, that's the most craziest thing I've ever mm-hmm. heard. That guy's a moron. Mm-hmm. He needs to be impeached. Well, they didn't really say that back then. That's yeah, just a modern yeah, day yeah, word. Yeah. But he's off his rocker. You know, he's, he's sleeping with too many. He's sleeping <laughs> with Marilyn too much, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But eventually uh-huh. it became, yeah, we're going to the moon. Mm. Yeah, why? We're in America. We can do it. Yeah. Even if it was crazy. You're talking about the freedom. Yeah, but even the the idea that it's possible. Mm -hmm. Because if you say that in Ireland, we never go to the moon. We can barely get, we can't even get planes. (laughs) What's this talk about going to the moon? This guy is crazy. England, the same thing. But this visionary of anything is possible. You know, I always have this tagline. You run it, the tagline is American history, making mm. the impossible possible. Because yeah. that's what you've done from your founding. Read the Revolutionary War. Heck, even if you're going to go back to the Pilgrims, that idea of that journey mm-hmm. on the Mayflower, mm-hmm. you know, the one thing I'll always love the story about the culture of America, and I always share this story just to get people thinking, oh, it's so hard to stand up for freedom. You, you know, I have guts. Do you have the guts the Pilgrims had? Share the story. You get on the Mayflower, you kind of go, okay, we're going we're gonna to get away from this king. We don't like this king. We want freedom. You get on the Mayflower and you get past Ireland and your second ship starts taking on water and you got to go all the way back to the start. Are you going to be the so, have you got that inner belief that says after that, you want to say, maybe that's a sign from God. You know, we Mm -hmm. got to Ireland. Maybe it wasn't such a good idea. You know, maybe the king isn't (laughs) that bad, but not one of them went back. They got back on the Mayflower, even though they had two ships and then they got on one. So it was even more cramped, even more uncomfortable, but they made that journey. They got to the, they got to America and they had to wait on their ship because they because they, they had to go back. They were now delayed because they because of the weather. So the first three months or four months they were on the on the boat, and fifty percent of that hundred died. 
Are you having that confidence, that, that willpower to go, no, we have a vision. We're going to complete it. I love that. I, re- I did a show once where I, I talked about a letter from people from uh, the, the people came over from Ireland and this is in the mid 1800s, low 1800s and they were they, mid 1800s and they were writing back to their family and they were explaining America. And and I want you to comment about this when we get off the break too. But when they were explaining America they were saying, "Look, it's really hard over here. It's going to be really hard when you come over." And I wouldn't change it for the world because um, we, we kind of stick together over here. We find each other over here. We help each other and the communities help each other. And when you get over here, you're going to incur storms and you're going to incur droughts and you're going to incur all kinds of weather. But when you get here, that piece of property that you get when you're here is only going to be yours. And you're going to decide how big it is. And you're going to decide what you want in this life. And back in Ireland, we could not have that. And so, you know, the, you, you, you had a, maybe a, some property, but then you were dividing it, dividing it, dividing it down to family members. And, uh, and there wasn't that ability. You also couldn't jump classes. And so there was some talk about that. And it was like, look, over here, everyone's the same. I mean, you're starting out at the same point. So there's no classes here. We're not talking, you know, huge um, classes in the way that I mean, um, a person that was royal couldn't marry a peasant. A peasant couldn't marry. A, you, you could not get out of your station is what I'm saying. Not equality like the lefts talk about. And so and so getting out of your station and having this to be able to live the dream. This was what was in the letter. And this letter is now a historical document. But it was so neat because it was coming from Ireland. I'm, I've got some Irish in me. And I loved it. And I thought, you know, when you look back at these people that are explaining the dream to somebody else, um, you know, 150 years ago, you get the, you, you finally get what we're about. Right. You yeah. finally get it. I mean, I know we only have 20 seconds, but I want you to discuss the difference between our liberty here and what they think is liberty in Europe. <laughs> Because there's a huge difference Absolutely. in Ireland and England, and you have such a great explanation to this. Jonathan Dunn is my guest, um, and of course, you can go to Freedom's Disciple is the show. You must uh, listen to him. He's great, and you'll love him. And uh, he's on The Blaze. I think it's every Saturday, right? He's also speaking in my area. So if you're in my area, he's speaking tonight, Red Lion, 7 p.m., you must go. He's going to be fantastic to listen to. And uh, right now, we need some positive energy and some good, you know, just some just some good words spoken. It's going to be tonight, 7 p.m. Red Line. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this Cyber Symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below 
to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Can you see? Welcome back. Uh, Kate Daly Show. I've got uh, Jonathan Dunn from Ireland. Uh, He is the host of Freedom's Disciple for the Blaze and uh, glad to have him in studio. He's going to be speaking in my hometown tonight, 7 p.m. Red Lion, and he will be fantastic. You won't want to miss this. And bring your bring your uh, teenagers, too. I mean, my gosh, they need to hear this. You know, Um, all are welcome. We do not discriminate. We do not discriminate. (laughs) I love it. Um, MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and uh, you'll love these guys. I go ahead and get some sheets for like under 50 bucks, you guys. They're like the most amazing sheets. They're normally like 120. They're incredible. And uh, you'll get the discount if you put in the code Kate. You'll get 66% off. Just do it. It's so worth it. I can't even tell you how worth it it is. I was just telling my friends about these sheets too and was like, go get some. They're awesome. Um, And the towels and the pillows. The pillows are amazing and uh, you'll love it. Go to MyPillow.com and uh, uh, you'll also be helping Truth and Radio. This is a great way to help the show. And uh, we just we just need more truth, less propaganda. And uh, and I appreciate all of you that are ordering because it really does. It helps the show. And Mike Lindell has been a great partner and he's been fantastic. And so has uh, Balance of Nature. They've just been incredible partners to truth and uh, and let them know. Send them an email. Say thank you for for supporting uh, truth out there. Truth and radio. Um, So I was telling you about the Irish letter and I did that on the show because I just thought people need to understand how desperate people were to go to a place <laughs> that they knew would be so different from what they have. And, and we're on the road to go right back. And, and, and that's why, and even worse. So we have to save this country. But talk about the difference between um, the freedom there in Ireland, the freedom here. So it all boils down to, and America's always made this thing, Thomas Paine is obviously the famous example, mm-hmm. and we share that story in a second, sure. but what you have to understand is you have to deal, delve a bit deeper to the foundations of why people, you know, people might say the same thing. So let's use a prime example that, you know, it's big in England right now, free speech. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of people, I hear Americans here, you know, and because obviously free speech, First Amendment, it's Americans are very proud of, yeah, no, we have a right to free speech, it's in our constitution. And you see a lot of people, you know, with this cancel culture, you know, people like Ricky Gervais are speaking out first, and, you know, Americans obviously know Ricky Gervais because of that famous monologue sure, and, sure. He, and he's really good yeah. um, he's very liberal so there's a lot of policies you won't agree with like uh-huh. you know in healthcare and stuff but on free speech he's definitely an ally yeah. but you might think 
Ricky Gervais, all those English people who are standing for free speech. He calls I stand. it his extreme sport. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. should be able yeah. to. That's something that we, right. you know, we should be able to agree on. That, you know, you might not like it. You know, there's things you, but you have this ability. It's amazing. I always say this to people, you know, who want to cancel people. You have this amazing thing. Don't watch. Don't listen. Or if you're offended, just go away. Yeah. But you don't have to verbalize your thoughts to everyone in the world going, I'm so offended. Right. But you might look at Ricky Gervais and kind of go, we're the same. Mm-hmm. They're, ju- they're just like me. Free speech, free speech. On the surface, you're the same, but you have to dig deeper. This is what is the role of government? You see, the role of government in America, America is an exceptional nation. That's what I will be talking about tonight. And I don't just say, this is not an Irish guy going, well, he's this guy, opinion, America is an exceptional nation. I share, do share my opinion tonight, but a lot of it is going to be based on fact. There is only one nation in the history of the world, past or present, and sadly the truth is likely in the future, which says the role of government is not giving rights or taking rights. It is to protect your God-given right because they are yours. So the difference is, yes, you might agree with free speech and you have them and Ricky Gervais on free speech. But the difference is, in England, rights come from government. And when government gives you rights, automatically it can take that right. So you can only go so far. (laughs) Absolutely. But the thing about it is... That's not free. (laughs) No, absolutely. And the thing is, it's up to popular opinion because this is another thing that America needs to stop with. You are not a democracy. You are a constitutional republic. There is nothing good about democracy. Democracy is a popularity contest. It's a mob rule. Absolutely. <laughs> Have you met the mob lately? Yeah, but even if the yeah. mob was nice. Woo. But again, this yeah. boils down to the history of it. Because people like living under, one, mm-hmm. a king that's on their side, or two, a dictator, as long as he's benevolent. And this is where America needs to understand. There are a lot of people over from Europe who come over here and do really well on speaking tours and they go and give loads of great interviews and they sound the same, but they don't have the foundation that you need to have of America. Why? Because they see government the same. Yes, it's popular right now, but guess what? If the tide turns in England in 10 years or five years Mm. or maybe six months and all of a sudden 50% of the voting public say free speech isn't really worth fighting for and it's remove it. Guess what? It's gone. There is no constitution over there that is enforced that says, you know, we're under a democracy. I know there was an old style constitution, but it's never, ever mentioned. It's never discussed. You Mm -hmm. think your constitution is bad. The constitution in England is a lot worse. But here's the thing. You all you have to do is pass a law. In America now, the idea that you'd have to do a constitutional amendment either through the states or through the thing, through Congress, you don't do that. You just ignore it, which is why you need to impair the constitution. That is the limits of government. This idea of God-given rights is still new, and you're the only country to do it. But it's great. I'm not knocking America because the impact America has had, it's made people embrace free speech. But Mm. the foundations are fundamentally different. It's always government. You are not a true free person. You're only free to run around in the house as much as the government says it's possible, to use your analogy. Mm -hmm. In America, you don't have that limits. Right. It's the fundamental change, and that's where we need to start having these conversations and start empowering people. Right. We because were talking, it all- we were talking earlier because you know y- you can be in a house, and just because you can go room to room doesn't mean that you're free if you can't walk out of the house. Yeah. So there's there's a concept of freedom, and and people think they're free, but they're in within parameters, and that's not okay. That's not okay. What we have over here is this gift, mm-hmm. right? The God given gift. Absolutely. Yeah. But also the fundamental principle, and it's absolutely key that we understand that it's become cliche for people just to reel off the tongue when they talk about the Declaration of Independence. Everyone's always heard, all men are created equal. That idea is revolutionary in itself. There's so many things in the Declaration of Independence. It is one of, I think it's the greatest gift man has ever written. I believe it was divinely inspired, but Thomas Jefferson, inspired by people like George Mason, where it's an amazing document. There's so much in that document. But this idea of all men being created equal, 
What that fundamentally means is you can't have democracy. You can't have any of these projects. Why? Because if we're equal, guess what? I can't tell you what to do. Because if I can tell you what to do, and you may only say, well, John, on some things I should be able to tell you what to do. Well, then on some things, I'm your servant and you're, you know, you're my lord, you're my king, you're my dictator. That's not equality. That's a perverted type of equality. This idea of all people being created equal, that we don't have the power to compel them to act. You, were, you had a guest earlier on talking about the vaccine mandates. If you believe you're all created equal, which is what Thomas Jefferson wrote, and that's your, one of your founding principles. How can I then tell you, look, we all created equal, got it. But you got to take this vaccine. You got to do this. Right. You even if you're like, and I always say this, even if you're pro-vaccine or you don't see the skepticism in it, the idea of we can find common ground. I, we might disagree on the vaccine, but we can find common ground that I don't have a right to tell you what to put in your body. There used to be this movement in America. It was always big in certain circles. My body, my choice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My body, your choice. Yeah, exactly. Well, you you <laughs> can't do that. Yeah. And even if you only think it's on one thing, the problem that you have to understand, and this is one of the things that's really upsetting for me and the coronavirus is you start off at one like you might say well government should be able to tell you to do this one thing sure if you can buy that on its merit where's the example of where government said you can just do this one thing and it stopped there right the idea of american america knows this progressivism it just doesn't get to full communism they progress slowly you only can do this one thing maybe it's a year maybe it's 10 years oh well there's two things you can't we we can't we can tell you what to do and all of a sudden you find yourself a year 10 years 20 later years there's five things there's 10 things yeah. we are at a stage right now and this is just to put the frighteners on you because i would ask anyone who's like a bit skeptical of what i always say or what i'm saying right now if a government has the power to compel a grandmother to say you cannot hug your grandkid what limit is on that government because right. that's what some of the laws were in here and in Ireland and other places. They were literally saying, you cannot hug your grandchild. What, what's, what's off limits? What's sake, what is sacred right, right. that you, you have? You don't. And then what's to stop it? Because and keep if we you look from at church. Absolutely. But also, You're if we right. look at human history, mm-hmm. we have seen the most frightening thing about Hitler, and, and Hitler is still universally hated, thank God. Mm-hmm. Really bad dude. The most frightening thing about Adolf Hitler was not what he did. It was the fact that the country allowed everything, that everything he did was legal. Why? Right. Because of the system. You need to have checks and balances. And the only country that spoke about that is America. And that's what we need to preserve. Oh, amen to that. You know, the Declaration of Arboth, this was the kind of the preemptor of the Declaration of Independence. And this was really sort of Europe's version because it stopped at, we know we have to have a king, but we want it to be a nice king. So we want to be able to throw the king out. And so it was still an acknowledgement that somebody was your overlord. Mm -hmm. And then when we created the Declaration of Independence, it was remove that idea, which was a heartfelt idea for centuries and then it was well wait a minute what about the creation of being you know equal people you know equal opportunities but going back to that thomas Paine story you have to learn from france yeah so if you know the one you know a lot of people in america seem to think oh other countries are just like us no you're fundamentally Mm -hmm. different and you should be proud of that if what you just said was the french revolution you know obviously Mm -hmm. the french revolution we could talk about it first but simply what it was was one side got power Mm-hmm. and enforced their will on the other side. And the other side went, I don't like this very much. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I want power for myself. And instead of going mm-hmm. where, where America was with the king and said, I don't like the king telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. You could declare your independence. Said, no, all men are created equal, endowed by certain rights. What France did was, I don't like that very much. Off with their heads. And then <sighs> I get power. 
and then I'm going to enforce my will on you, and then you get all annoyed, and then you might have lost your father or your mother or your yeah. grandmother, and then I'm going to, oh, you know, I don't like this king you very much. You know what? I'm going to take their head off. Mm-hmm. Where does it end? It's about so individual true. liberty. But Thomas Paine made this mistake because remember we were talking about surface level. Thomas, you know, this is not a new problem that America has. This is in your history. It's, history does, it doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. Thomas Paine, when he was writing The American Crisis, if you read some of Thomas Paine, he's, he's an amazing character mm-hmm. to study because it, I've never met someone really that I, I'm like, I really love him. <laughs> and then I was like, how can this be the same person? It's like Dr. Jekyll and right, Dr. Hyde. Right, it's right. like, you went, like, he went totally off the deep end. But he was like so inspiring. You know, the American patriot, the sunshine patriot, no, the winter soldier. That is what we are. That inspired people. That played such, that little pamphlet, those few words inspired. You really won the revolution because of that. Because if you don't, if you don't know the history of that, when that came out, the six month enlistment of the Continental Army was up. And a lot of people were like, you know what, yeah, this I'm ain't going, going well. Yeah. I'm going yeah, home. I'm that yeah. came and all of a sudden it was like that wins okay no i'm not going home we're doubling down we're going to do this there's a guy who played such an instrumental role in your founding who looked at france and went you know what they're just like us no they're not there's two fundamental differences Mm -hmm. you see france and you see the three pillars it's all over the pillars of their major buildings freedom america france freedom yeah that's that's great Mm -hmm. equality well all men are created equal equality Mm -hmm. absolutely it's the third one brotherhood fraternity Mm -hmm. That is not what you're based on. That is France. That is brotherhood. I'm if I'm the same as you, I can control you. If you're not, I can you know, if you're not the same, mm-hmm. I can control you as well. America is e pluribus unum. Out of many, one. That's the fundamental difference. And the second difference was God. France didn't have a God. They didn't speak about nature's law and nature's God. They didn't speak of big rights coming from God. You did. Yeah. So yeah, this freedom and equality sounds great and you might find common ground. I'm not saying dismiss mm-hmm. everyone and say they have to be 100%. Right, right, right. But you have to understand, where are you coming from? And that's the fundamental difference. Where America is unique, it's exceptional. There is no equal, there is no parallel. I wish there was. I wish I could go talk in other countries and go, right. yeah, there's America, America's exceptional, yeah. but guess what? There's also this country. Yeah, I could go there too. No, yeah. no, nope. no, no, not happening. We're going to come right back um, with Jonathan Dunn. He is the uh, host of uh, Freedom's Disciple. Uh, we were both on the uh, Blaze together, both had shows on the Blaze, and uh, he still currently has his show on the Blaze. And I'm loving having him in studio. I'll be right back Kate Daly show Talk lines are open now call 888-673-1450 this is the Kate Daly show far across the sea let us all swear
Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Jonathan likes these wrists, too. <laughs> I yeah, love it. If I had hair, I'd go head banging. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. John's but since great. this is not TV, it's best to say I'm right, as bald right, as a right, peach. Right. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's awesome. I have Jonathan Dunn with me from Ireland, and uh, he's telling you a little bit. Let's just listen to this for a second. I love it. You know, they call it her a lot, and uh, and we have the Statue of Liberty. But we also, I think, there is that notion that, you know, it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable, um, like a woman would be. It's vulnerable, and we can't forget that. And we just have been so used to enjoying it and not fighting for it that now any sacrifice we make, I mean, it it just feels. You, ha- I think people have to be. Uh, compelled to do it and I don't know of a better compelling than this uh, than this vaccine this shot and having no body autonomy because what's next organ donation for the greater good 500 shots a year for the greater good and then you don't recognize yourself um, no because I, I, I promise you they're doing something in those shots um, otherwise they wouldn't be so desperate to do this this isn't about health and it's not about caring and sharing and uh, I wear my mask so I as somebody else you know can can be alive I mean what a lie anyway I, I welcome you back I got Jonathan done we're talking about uh, America. We're talking about the the preservation of this dream. And before we go there, I just want to mention Balance of Nature. Uh, what an awesome product. Go to Balance of Nature, 35% off, free shipping. It can't be beat. I did the homework, and I'm telling you folks, there wasn't another product even close to what they put in their product. So get Balance of Nature. Shore up your health. Eat your vitamins. <laughs> what can I say? You you have got, we have all got to be healthy for what's coming. Um, and it's, it's just such a huge message right now. I just, you know, we were, we were talking on the break and I was referring to King James, you know, a king took the Bible and pared it down because he wanted certain books in the Bible, right? And the King James version of the Bible, which is what I have and read and love and believe in, um, still has pared down books from what it originally existed from because he got to choose whichever ones he wanted and put them in. That's what it is when you don't have total freedom. I would I would have liked to have all, all the books in that, you know, but books were left out because he did not he did not like certain books and didn't want them in there. And that's why we call it the King James Bible. And and I don't know if people grasp that when, when we say freedom is is within these parameters. That's what they're doing to this country right now. That's not freedom. That's not freedom. That's not freedom at all. Yeah, that's you can live in this trap. I'll leave you alone. That's the benevolent dictator curtailing the info, giving you propaganda, making you live within a parameter of speech. I mean, it's it's insane what we're driving ourselves into. Are you just horrified at, at us sort of deer in the headlights watching this happen to our country? No, because there's little sparkles of hope. Good. Um, Glad the, to hear that. Because people are starting to wake up. It, you know, when you read human history, and I would encourage everyone, even if you just gloss over the facts... There's a pattern that reemerged. We spoke about Thomas Paine. We speak of that about in America, but world history. I would love to be in a point of view where people fundamentally changed without massive suffering. You know, the Declaration of Independence even speaks, speaks to this with Thomas Jefferson, where he was, you know, man will suffer a soft, I'm paraphrasing, a soft tyranny as long as it becomes sufferable. We, I would love to people to rise up without massive pain, but that has never happened. I hope it does happen, but it never will. It takes people to go through massive pain, massive trauma, massive tyranny to go, I've had enough. 
Right. We have to find that leverage point. And people will always have leverage points. You know, the, you know. It's, I was watching Lord of the Rings on the flight over here. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, on where uh, Gandalf is on the bridge. You shall not pass. We all have that marker when he's on the bridge with the, he's fighting yeah. the bad guy. You shall not pass. We all have that. It's just what is it? And, it? and sadly, it takes a lot of encroachment, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering until we hit that moment. What we need to understand, and this is the beauty of America with the Constitution, is the idea of the power structure. The idea how you solve all these problems, how you get to a point. The beauty of the Constitution is, and I, I said this in 2020 and 2016, and all my friends on the right went, you're absolutely crazy. The beauty of the Constitution is Bernie Sanders could have been president, and if you follow the Constitution, it does not matter. Why is that? Because Article 2 has no power. You have effectively made the presidency your king. If you follow the Constitution, you don't, shouldn't be, we shouldn't be all living here in America right now and kind of go, this is obviously a couple of hours ago, when Joe Biden's announcing a press conference at 5 o'clock today. What's he going to say? How's my life going to be affected? How's my job's going to be affected? Right. What are my kids going to do? Mm-hmm. We're just all sitting around going, gee, I hope he's not going to do something stupid. Presidents mm-hmm. doesn't have that power. What you need to understand is the power structure. Again, going back to the fundamental differences, America is built around the individual. Every other country is not. So what we need to do is inspire people. You know, you're talking about the vaccine mandates. If these vaccines were absolutely wonderful, they'd go, hey, there's this massive thing. You've all probably know someone who's going to die. Every, we yeah. have this option. Go take it. Everybody your body, would your choice. If they saw a need or they saw that it was great yeah. or, I mean, people could choose that, right? Yeah. And they probably would if it was. Yeah. But the thing is, we're, no, you're forced. Problem. You yeah. have to. You're the enemy if you don't do that. This idea of free conscience. That you're a sovereign being. I always say this. It's the, you know people ask me loads of different questions. What's the one right you change if the, if you could uh-huh. rewrite the constitution right, right, right. or different things? You have a God-given right to be an idiot. Mm, I like that. You know you can have, yeah. and I, I'm not encouraging it. Uh-huh. But like if you're like the most, let's say there's every issue you can think of, and you're wrong on every single thing, you still shouldn't be compelled to act. You have a God-given right to be wrong on every issue, and still mind your business and be left alone. Why? You're created equal. You're all the same. You don't have a master or a servant. Then we should educate those people. We should kind of go, hey, you're wrong on this issue. You might want to read this book or watch this video or do stuff. Educate yourself. But let's say you're like, "Eh, I don't care. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. You have a right to be wrong. If you're wrong about the vaccine, if you're wrong about, mm-hmm. you know, the economy, you have a God-given right to be wrong. Once you're not hurting other people, once you're not infringing on other people's rights. Mm-hmm. And we need to get back to that. We need to start sharing those stories of, li- you know, one of the things I love about your history is for a period of time you got it right. Mind your business was on your currency. It was <laughs> like a so daily true. reminder. Just oh, leave so people true. alone. Yeah. And that's what the free that's what freedom is. If you start thinking I can tell you what to do or I can tell you what to do, mm-hmm. then you're not a king. Yeah. Or then you're not free, you have a king. But what we need to get back to is you were talking about solutions. You want to talk about a solution, mm-hmm. follow the constitution right. and understand where the power structure is. You want to change your country overnight. I could tell you story after story about elections, right? Everyone always focuses on the presidential election. That's, the, that's like going into going, looking at a business, kind of going, you know what the most important job is? And I'm not demeaning this job, but the person who answers the phone. Right. No, the most important person is where this power lies. In America, the power does not lie in D.C. Right. It lies with the states. Right. This is another reason you're exceptional. Every other country had its power at the top. Whether it was a king, a dictator, a prime minister, a parliament, they went to the top and said, I'll have all these powers. And then the bodies underneath, whether it was a council or a city part, part or a county council or, you know, or a, a jurisdiction or a municipality, they said, OK, well, there's these powers left. I'll take all of these powers. And then it trickled down. It was like trickle down economics. And then okay. the people at the bottom were like, 
I guess there, that's our job. Yeah, yeah. America yeah. is different. Your power structure politically is the exact opposite. Because every other, you know, council in Ireland operates at the discretion at the, at, the Prime, at the Prime Minister, the Taoiseach. If the Taoiseach says, you have this power, I'm taking it, there's nothing they can do because it's top heavy. America is the exact opposite. You are based at the states. You are a federal system. You, the states, Utah, where I am right mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. does not operate at the discretion of D.C. or at Joe Biden. Joe Biden and D.C. operate at yeah. the discretion of Utah. We have our own awful governor <laughs> yeah. driving us into the ground. Yeah. No, but it's true, though. I mean, and you can swap out that governor, and hopefully we would realize what a horrific mistake we've made um, because he's a total, he's just a total liberal. He doesn't understand what being a conservative is, and he's quite shameful. But but look well, can I ask you a question situa- about your yeah, governor? Yeah, sure. So if you think of the 2020 election, mm-hmm. you were here. Yeah. How much ads were spent on Joe Biden or Donald Trump and how mm-hmm. much was on your governor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which has more impact on your life? Yeah. We're all talking about that person so far true. away. And also, by the way, this is a biblical principle. This is why another reason why your founders are principle. If you read the Bible, I will make you leaders of men's of tens of hundreds and of thousands. What is that fundamental right? Where you have, you know, Thomas Jefferson wrote about this. He said, government should be extremely limited. But where there's a clear defined need for government, it should be as close to the people as possible. And this is true in a land of 330 million. Even if you have the biggest Donald Trump supporter who made major donations, mm-hmm. if Donald Trump did something you didn't like, what are the chances you're going to go into the White House and go, Mr. Trump, I'm not happy with you? Yeah. Never happened. You're, yeah. not, you're not getting into D.C. But if you have a local congressperson or a local senator, you know what? You mightn't get to speak to them, but you can go right outside their job and go, I voted for you. I'm getting, I want to speak to you. And you can inundate them with calls. You mightn't get them, but you've more chance of getting them than the president. That's what we need to start getting back to. You need to start flipping it. Give you a story. People always say to me, I feel so powerless, John. I'm an American. We have no hope. I always share this story because it really frightened the hell out of me. You're talking about schools. Mm -hmm. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, I won't share the person's name, Mm -hmm. came up and I gave a speech and I talk about federalism a lot and I talk about the Constitution. It's like, you know, it's so great to see anyone who gets it. Mm -hmm. Um, But to hear an Irishman, it was really great. And I was like, thank you very much. She said, can I share my story with you? And I was like, absolutely. She's like, I'm in my 30s and I've got two young kids and I was seeing what was going on in the school. This was several years ago, Mm -hmm. Common Core. And I was horrified. And I wanted to go on the school board. And I went, great, did you run? Absolutely. Did you win? Yes. How many votes did you get? This is what I wanted to tell you. In my area, when it comes up to the Senate election for DC, mm-hmm. roughly a million people vote for both parties. I won with 125 votes. Ooh, Second ow. person came in with 75. Wow. You're telling me you're hopeless? What's more important, the presidency or the school board? Mm. You want to change things? Are you telling me, oh, I have no hope and America's done and America's dead? You can't get 125 votes? And that's just one example. Go for state assemblyman. We need to start building bridges where we put in not career politicians, not people who are like, I'm so noble and I'm so awesome, I'm going to look after you. No, I'm going to go in there and fight for you to leave you alone. Because the ultimate test on freedom... There's one test that you can always do, whether it's law by Donald Trump or Joe Biden or the left or the right or the state. Mm-hmm. Who does that law empower? Does it empower the individual? Does it empower business? Or does it empower the politicians? Because if it doesn't empower you, you're on a loser. And I don't care what party sports it. You have to empower the people. Because as I always say, America is great because Americans are good. You empower the people right. to solve the problems. And changing our perspective, because our perspective is that that vote is more important than the school board or city council or anyone else, right? Um, but if you now could see all of these people that you're voting for locally as somebody that's about to take your liberty, you would probably look at the candidate a little bit more. 
Absolutely. Right? Like you'd, you'd scrutinize more. That's what we need. More yeah. scrutiny. And even like, more you know, education on it. And if you look at the amount of people, now I, I don't know, but it will usually follow a trend. If you look at the amount of people who voted in 2020 and who's going to vote in 2022, mm-hmm. it will go down. Why is that? Why are you more interested in a presidency that has no power, more power? Mm-hmm. Obviously it does because it's become such a Goliath. That's yeah. like I always one of my frustrating thing when I hear Americans we talk we're speaking about changing the culture. Mm-hmm. This idea you need to change. The idea of any president, Republican or Democrat, Trump, Biden, George Bush, Barack Obama, Ronald Reagan, Calvin Coolidge, you name them. The idea that the president is the most powerful man in the world is the biggest joke. Mm-hmm. Go read Article Two. Right. I've read Article Two quite many times you know, probably mm-hmm. ten thousand times because I'm not joking, I really have. <laughs> I don't see any power in it. Yeah. Well there's two powers. They're commander-in-chief. Yeah, great. But here's the thing. If you follow the Constitution, they got to go to Senate to, you know, mm-hmm. to dec- or Congress to declare war. Right. Oh, well, they can negotiate treaties. Has to be ratified well, by the America, Senate. in America, they only have power if you consent. Yeah. <laughs> Our structure is made that y- if we consent, yes, because, but not if we don't. So don't consent to any of this garbage. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, and that's what we need to change. And it, it, it will take time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, you were saying about that letter that you read from the yeah. Irish. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it because it's going to be your life. You own it. You can make it as big as you want. Absolutely. That was the message. But if you read any, what major change for the better or for the worse came about that was easy? Right. Your revolution. Go read your revolution. Just that period of six months fighting the English. That sounds like hell on earth. Like I I, I love the idea of America in the sense of Mm -hmm. the audacity of it. Right. You're going to have these people who don't, not everyone has a gun. Right. Some of them don't have bedding. Yeah. Quite a few of them don't even have shoes on their feet. Right. They're barely struggling to feed themselves. It's the same food day in and day out. Right. And you're going to go against the superpower the day that's right. got cannons. They're in their fancy red jackets and their <laughs> and buckles. And they're drinking port and rum. And you're going to beat them? No, you're not. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. Well, government's not ben- benevolent. Look, look, how, look how hard they fought against those who just wanted to try this out. I mean, come on. Um, they've never been benevolent. They've always known that they, the more power they get, the worse the worst they can do. Uh, Jonathan Dunn, thank you. It's been a real treat to have you in the studio. I've loved every minute of it. He's going to be right. He's going to be uh, speaking tonight, 7 o'clock, Red Lion. Go there and uh, really appreciate him co-hosting with me today. It was awesome. And, of course, uh, be faithful, be fearless, and I'll see you here tomorrow with Rebecca Roth. You're not going to want to miss that show either.